Hi everybody, it's Robert from Soccer Rangers. I'm your Red Ranger for this evening, and I'm actually going to be the only one here tonight. I wanted to do something a little bit different this time around, and I think it's something that we're going to be doing not regularly, but something that you will start seeing more periodically. We, of course, love talking about conventions, cosplay, and nerdum in general. That's always been our thing. But we're also finding ourselves in a really interesting place right now. There's a lot of bad in this world right now. And we've been focused so much on trying to save the cosplay community that I think we've missed the larger community as a whole. We are changing. And I don't mean we as soccer rangers. We're still going to do the same thing that we've always done. We're going to try to go and provide some content to keep you guys entertained. That's the best thing that we can do for you is be entertaining. That's why you guys come here. You want some substance that gives you something to take you out of real life for a little while. And that we're going to continue to do. But but that being said, we're changing. Or more importantly, I'm changing. I'm not giving up on cosplay. I'm not giving up on the conventions. I'm not giving up on the nerddom. If anything, I'm more into it now than I ever have been. But that being said, I'm getting crazy going and listening to the news, watching social media, and the way that things just continue to go and spiral out of control and escalate. We've tried for more than the last year to try to correct some of this, to try to go and correct bad habits. And we have seen some improvement in our little sphere of influence. But I'm still seeing stuff that's just not true. I'm not even going to go and pull the fake news tag or anything like that. That's, that's been overdone to death and now is getting applied to things that aren't even fake news. It's, it's driving me nuts. But... There are things that we can do. I've talked with the other soccer rangers, and they know that I don't drink the Kool-Aid. I don't get caught up in hype. I don't let I don't let society influence my opinions because I put so much research into everything I do. Question with boldness even the existence of a god. Because if there be one, he must more approve of homage of reason than that of blindfolded fear. That's Thomas Jefferson. That quote has guided me for the last about 10 years of my life. Because I stopped believing everything that the people around me were going and saying. Because I recognized that the teachers that I was going and learning from, the professors at my university, didn't always have the best interest of myself, the world, or even the very nature of fact itself. I did not see them going and caring about. And that is something that has shaken me and made me into the man I am today. Because I will not just attack somebody because somebody said something. I will not boycott a business because somebody said something. I need to research something before I will openly condemn. 
And sometimes research doesn't take very long. This guy walked into a crowded movie theater and started shooting people. That is evil in and of itself. I believe that firmly. And things of that nature, there's just no good excuse. That is evil. But I'm seeing more violent, more vitriol in social media now than I ever have before. People calling both sides of the political aisle monsters and enemies of the world or progress or insert any other thing here. And the truth is, I still believe that most people are good. I don't believe that most people are capable of going and committing true evils. But it's so easy to go and share something that isn't true. Or to take something that might be a minor issue and make it into a giant one. I see this in the cosplay community a lot. And I hate seeing that. Because this is a place that I have been for so long and been so comfortable in. And I'm seeing it falling apart before my eyes. Cosplay itself is still growing. It is thriving. It is bigger than ever. And it is a great thing. Honestly, I never thought I'd see the day where uh, my Hero Academia uh, uniforms would be sold at a place like Spirit Halloween. I was walking through Spirit Halloween tonight and saw my Hero Academia stuff. That's actually pretty cool. And they actually didn't look horrible either. I mean, we've all seen the stupid foam Super Saiyan wigs, but these actually didn't look too bad either. Cosplay is growing. And... It's a wonderful thing. Video games continue to grow. There's so much in this world that is becoming more geared and customized towards society as a whole. It's not just for the younger generation. Services are being designed and catered around everybody else. But we also have a responsibility because of how things are changing to make sure that we are as open-minded and as broadly focused as possible. Because when we only focus on our own lives, our own interests, we very easily lose track of others. Especially when it comes to language. Nobody talks the same way anymore. We just accept the fact that people talk differently, that they have their own languages, their own ways of communicating with each other than other people. I think part of the problems that we're starting to see in the cosplay community comes from the fact that regionally we are not all the same and we do not cosplay the same way. I've gone to conventions in Washington, Oregon, California, uh, Texas, uh, Boston specifically. Done uh, one convention in New York City and uh, Megacon in Florida. Every one of those conventions has been so radically different from the next. And a lot of it has to do with the way that the locals in that community act Travel has become so easy, so accessible to everyone that that was where I started to realize that language really mattered. And I think that so many of us live in such a narrow view of our world, we don't realize that our language isn't the same everywhere and that it can be furthermore hurtful to people who aren't from where we are, who don't speak the same way that we do. It's not a matter of using different words or... A different dialect, speaking Spanish instead of English. It's how we approach each other. It's the way that we engage in conversations. And I see this at every level of society. We are breaking down because we're not speaking the same way. 
and we're not trying to understand how or what somebody else around us is saying. This is a big problem. And I hope everyone around me starts to evaluate their own lives and looks at what is going on around them, the people in their lives that might not share the same view of this series or uh, perspectives to gaming, console versus PC, politics, Republican, Democrat. I hope that people start to look at the way that we talk because I do believe that most of us are not that different from each other, regardless of on what frame of focus we go and come from, what our interests are, how we choose to go and spend our free times, how we go and view the world around us. I believe that most of us are very close to each other. But because we don't talk the same, because we view things from different lenses, we don't know how to communicate with each other anymore. I don't know if this is going to make any difference, but I hope everybody within the sound of my voice takes this to heart and looks at how they can improve their own lives and the lives of those around them. We set out to make the convention space, to make the cosplay community, to make nerddom in general better. That focus is broadening for me anyway. I can't speak for the rest of the team. We all have our own things. We all have our own focuses. But for me, I need to focus on trying to go and save as many people as possible. And I hope you'll join me for that. Uh, We are starting something kind of big right now, and this is one that starts this week. We are starting to go and accept pitches and pledges from different charity organizations from around the world trying to make the world a better place. And one thing that I've been very passionate about in the last several years has to do with slavery in the world today. And no, I'm not talking about the KKK. I'm not going and making any political statements. I'm talking about slavery in ways that we don't talk about here, that we just seem to openly ignore. I live in the Seattle advertising market. I live outside of it, but still Seattle regardless. One of the biggest West Coast hubs for sex and child trafficking is coming through Seattle. And it is a huge issue that we have been ignoring for years. And despite my best efforts in my own life, I haven't been doing enough to fight it. I know people that have been put through this. People who just in the middle of the night were taken and didn't see their family again for years. I'm not going to name names. Because quite honestly, I don't know what's appropriate in that situation. I know my friend is safe again. I'm that concerned that the scumbags who had her out of the States for almost two and a half years could somehow find her again. The hoops that she had to jump through to get back were so difficult. And it's it's the worst thing you can ever go and see is when somebody who was happy and confident and was going to 
see the world and go and have this amazing future comes back a couple of years later with scars all over her body because somebody who never should have been allowed anywhere near the university that she was staying at to be there. That somebody said they could give her all the opportunities that she needed to study abroad and to go and experience everything she needed to for the degree she wanted to work in. She became a sex slave. And there was no good prospects for her. The things that she went through are some of the most disgusting things I've ever heard of. And it's hard being somebody who knows the full story and for fear of that person's life can't disclose all of it. She went... She went from being this amazing outgoing personality somebody that you could always count on for her opinion somebody that would do anything she could to go and help people somebody that wanted somebody that wanted to go and help kids in other countries ended up getting taken for everything she had and now is scared to even raise her voice. She's incredibly uncomfortable out in public. Even something like going shopping for clothes has her looking over her shoulder all the time. It's horrible to see that. It's horrible to know that that's happening. And it seems like we continue to ignore that over and over and over again. For the last few years, I've been following and working with an organization. It's called Operation Underground Railroad. OUR for short. This is one of the most amazing organizations that I have ever had the distinct pleasure of working with. And it's a charity organization that actually does what it sets out to do. It was started by a guy named uh, Tim Ballard. He basically was with the Department of Homeland Security from when it started. And he worked basically going and prosecuting and hunting down uh, child pornography as well as child sex trafficking on an internet task force for the Department of Homeland Security. Forgive me, the name is escaping me right now, but this is a man that was disenfranchised with what our federal government was able to do by itself. And it's totally understandable when you're dealing with international situations, there's a lot of showmanship that goes into it. There is a lot of political tightroping that needs to go into it. That's where OUR came in. That's why he started it in 2013. He wanted to start an organization that was able to work with the local governments to go and help deal with these issues, but would also be able to go and focus autonomously and without a lot of the corruption, bribery, and extortion that comes with 
international situations trying to go and save these kids to get them back. I think that one of the biggest problems that we deal with is the fact that we look at this as being an issue for places like Colombia, like uh, Paraguay, uh, everywhere in Africa, uh, Thailand, Indonesia. We look at these things like they're a far and away issue, but so many of our own kids are finding themselves being kidnapped, being coerced into going and doing this. Uh, probably going to sound like a dirtbag for going and saying this, but a friend recommended a documentary a couple of years ago called Hot Girls Wanted, which talked about how attractive young women, particularly at the high school and college level, get coerced into going and joining the uh, pornography industry and sex trades as a whole, I guess I would say. And it's a really interesting look into how easily people get brought into this. The sex trade industry is no different. It's the same strategies, it's the same tactics, just with a much more sinister end. And it's incredibly hard to go and see where this all comes from. OUR is a group that is very transparent with what they do. I'd highly encourage anybody that's interested in finding out more about this organization to go and check them out yourselves. Uh, you can check them out on their Facebook. Uh, OURrescue.org is their website. Uh, their Twitter sometimes goes and has some interesting information on there. And there's a documentary that came out in uh, 2016 uh, called The Abolitionists. I have not found a legitimate copy of this uh, out there that I was able to go and procure and be able to link to. I will tell you that there are a couple of uploads of it on YouTube that I would highly recommend going and checking out. I don't want to be an advocate for organizations. But I do want to be as good of a human being as I can. It's the reason why this is one of the few charities that I openly give money to and the ones that I will continue to give money to. There's a lot of organizations out there that just take your money and they go and give it to other groups. They go and dump it into operational costs. They go and dump it into management. They do so little to go and help what's really going on in this world. This is one of the good ones. This is staffed by people that have souls who want to go and save kids, who want to make this world a better place. They are everything the Soccer Rangers started. It's everything the Soccer Rangers started wanting to be. I'm sorry that we stayed so narrowly focused on cosplaying conventions and all the problems there. And that's still what we're going to do. That's our primary focus. But today, I wanted to make the announcement that we're going to start looking for organizations that really do help people in this world. And who help the larger side of things. I'm done with people bickering over stuff that doesn't matter. I want to save this world. And I hope you guys do too. Operation Underground Rescue, OURrescue.org. 
is just the first step. Every week, you're going to get a short write-up from us right at the end of the podcast talking about an organization that we believe in firmly, that we have researched, that we are doing our best to make sure is everything that it can be. I have been with OUR Rescue since 2013. I have donated a lot of money to them over the years. And I'm happy to say that I know I have saved lives. I only wish I could do more for them and to be able to help in the field. If I had any specialties that would be able to assist them, I would quit my job and help in a heartbeat. I know that many of the people that listen to this podcast do not have a lot of money. I'm not going to ask you to give up your hard-earned cash to go and help these people. I know that some people here are living paycheck to paycheck. Some of you have a hard time even paying your electrical utility bills. All I ask is if you have the ability, if you have the power Let's bring social media back to a point of being good. Share their story. Help us out. There are links in the description. OURrescue.org. Thank you guys so much for listening. And on that note, I'm going to try to compose myself here a little bit. Uh, Go and get a little bit of ice water going here. Okay, that's good. And uh, we're going to go and talk about what was going on this last weekend up here in the Seattle market. A little distraction from uh, everything else going on in Seattle that we've been talking about here. Uh, This last weekend was PAX West, formerly PAX Prime, formerly the original PAX, formerly the place that went and had that big, well... Biological waste containers. I mean, it's... <laughs> PAX is a very storied history. It's grown into a major press event here in the Seattle market. Uh, a lot of stuff gets announced here now. A lot of the trade show stuff that has just ignored uh, the Oregon-Washington market is starting to go and come here. It's a little mini E3 for us, basically. And it's just great. Uh, this year was a little bit different than some other years. There's not a ton of AAA titles coming out by the end of this year. Uh, there's a lot of emphasis on hardware, on uh, the PC boom that's going on right now. So there were a lot of vendors there, but uh, over the course of the weekend, myself and some other members of the crew and our friends got a chance to go and do a little bit, and we are really... Really happy with how the way the weekend turned out. I'm happy to say that I enjoyed myself. Um, some of you guys know that, uh, and this, uh, this I might as well just say for everybody, I have been pretty depressed recently. And it's not that I am suffering from any clinical issues or that I'm having... I'm not needing medication. I'm not belittling anybody who goes and deals with serious clinical depression. But I found myself full of a lot of ennui, a lot of unrest. I have not been sleeping well. And the last couple of conventions, I have felt 
very used and abused. Um, SakuraCon, I almost left before the convention even officially started on Friday. I almost didn't come back after I left on Thursday night to go and finish up some stuff and to finish packing uh, back at my own home. Thursday night was rough. Friday wasn't much better. Saturday was almost a complete disaster, to be honest, uh, if it wasn't for uh, late-night cosplay chess. And it's not to say the convention itself did not go well. It went amazingly well. It's just my own personal side of things. I was dealing with myself, and it took everything that was in me not to start crying. And that's continued for a while. I had a similar issue at uh, Disneyland. Um, I got to tell you, that that place really is the happiest place on earth because uh, if it wasn't for the unique experience that that offers by itself. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know where I'd be if it wasn't for and how great that place was. Because um, I wasn't in the right mindset for it. That's really all it comes down to. I was not prepared for what I was going through. And it took a lot for me to recognize the fact that I have been depressed. I was very concerned about packs. I got a lot of tickets. I uh, set up friends with them. And it just was a great con. Uh, admittedly, Friday was not the best for me, but it was largely because last year I only got to go for half of a day. Uh, I was very short on money last year. Of uh, changing jobs. I was not making a lot of money at that point. Um, this year I was much better off, so I was able to get tickets, was able to go and do a four-day stint, and it took a little while to get my bearings back. It'd been a while since I was in a good mental state going into cons, but it was very cool just getting to walk around to get to see what all was going on there and just deciding, okay, what lines am I going to get into what sounds like a good idea, getting Mod's Pizza, which has become a convention tradition for me and my friends, um, should say me and my roommates uh, of Con for the last several years. It's just a great place. Even if you're waiting in line for 20 minutes to get in, it, there's just something special about that when you're going and doing that in a costume. It's just great. Um, but I digress. Uh, took a little while to get back into it. Saturday was really the big day. Uh, had a big Overwatch cosplay uh, team going there. I'm ashamed to say that my costume didn't get done. I was very overwhelmed with work and just didn't have the time to go and get uh, said costume done. Thankfully, though, I was able to help everybody else get theirs together and to get out. From the lovely Miss Bree, who finished up her uh, Winged Victory Mercy just in the nick of time for con, thanks to a little bit of help from yours truly. Uh, Cosplay Me went and pulled off an amazing diva in addition to everything else that she cosplayed over the weekend, including Amy Rose and uh, Cosme from Dead or Alive. Uh, and seriously, folks, I would highly recommend going and checking out Cosplay Me's page. She's had some great pictures and some great photo shoots recently. Uh, 
if you don't know her, you're going to love her. She's going to be on the podcast a lot more. She's just awesome. And how could we forget about uh, Emma from Swan Song Creations? This girl, you're going to be hearing a lot about her from me in the next several months to years. She's great. She's a new young cosplayer on the scene. I have known her for about three years now. We roomed together at SakuraCon, which there was a little bit of turbulence that went along with that. Uh, for PAX, we went all in, uh, making her a Tracer cosplay from Overwatch. And oh my god, did we get that thing done. I ended up making her a Chronal Accelerator, went and partnered with the amazing at German Props on Instagram. Uh, another awesome guy that you definitely need to check out. Uh, links for all these people in the description. We made her Chronal Accelerator and it turned out awesome. I made up some of her guns as well. I hate to say those were not up to my normal quality standards, but ran short on time, was not expecting that. I was doing quite as much for her as I ended up doing. Uh, set things back a little bit. We'll be doing a revamp of this for Emerald City Comic Con and for SakuraCon later, but I'm still really proud with how everything turned out. Uh, only thing that didn't get done were her arm gauntlets. Made a version of those for her, and they just weren't comfortable enough to wear long term. This was her first pack. She really didn't know how everything was going to work, so... We, uh, we tried out some new things, and it was totally worth it. Definitely one of the best tracers there at the convention. Not to say I saw a bad one, just one of the best, period. She's awesome. You guys are going to love her if you don't already know her. Check her out, like I said, in the description. We were really happy with that. Um, anyway, going back, I've been talking to accolades of everybody over here. Oh, and Jesus. Oh, John, the Mega McHugh himself. He's been on the podcast a couple of times now. Uh, he, on Friday, went and did an awesome uh, concept art Mega Man, which, if you guys don't know what concept art Mega Man looks like, just Google it. It is one of the funniest things you'll ever see, and John pulls it off so well. Uh, on top of that, he went and did Roadhog from Overwatch, and my god, was he awesome. Uh, first generation draft he's only going to keep improving on that but man did he have fun with that thing he was throwing that hook around all over the place seriously he's a hooker it, do, do not get close enough to him to go and get hooked he, he will drag you in and he will um uh eviscerate you so just saying but we had a photo shoot with uh, Squeaky Golden Mushroom, who is another person I'll be linking to in the description. My God, I'm doing nothing but plugging people here today. Photo shoot went absolutely great. Everything just went so well there. Uh, spent a lot of time in lines going and doing everything we could on Saturday after that. Uh, I mean, there's really not much else to go and say. Had a lot of fun, especially with the Indie Mega Booth this time around. Uh, I'm not always a big fan of what I find there. Seems like a lot of good concepts are there, but they don't always match up to the quality expectation that I really have for such a prestigious position. I could not find one game in the Indie Mega Booth this year that was not up to my standards. Everything from Hot Lava to Monster Prom to Tumbleweed Park... Uh, just 
everything was great this year. I could not be happier with the things that I went and found there. Just, like I said, I don't even know what to go and say. Um, favorite games from the Indie Mega booth. I, I mentioned uh, one of them already, which is Monster Prom, which is basically just a monster dating simulator, and it's... My God, is it dumb and awesome all at the same time. Uh, same time. Uh, there's also another game called Stifled that I wasn't sure exactly what I was getting into when I got in line for that, but please check that out. It was just great. Uh, Tiny Metal was another one. Uh, West of Loathing, I actually pre-ordered that one. That is a rare thing for me. Uh, to be going and doing something like that. Uh, oh, and uh, Aegis Defenders. That was another one that I completely forgot about there. Uh, just another awesome one. Um, seriously, there's tons of lists out there for what was at the Indie Mega Booth this year. Check out everything. There's something for everybody this year. That was great. Uh, Bethesda had a big booth. Got through a couple of their stuff. Uh, the new Wolfenstein. Uh Quake Champions was awesome. Uh, there was also VR experiences as well that were there, which unfortunately I did not get to try. I wish. Uh, but Skyrim VR, uh, Fallout VR were both featured there, both available for computer as well as for PlayStation VR. From what I've been told by people that did get through them, the gameplay on PSVR was much smoother than the Gamescom uh, demos that were being played out there. And really felt more organic to the experience uh, than what they ever have been before. The uh, PC version seemed to go and run just as solidly on there. I'm still not sure that these are necessarily the best games for VR. But from everything I'm hearing, this is really exciting going and seeing a AAA concept being brought over to the virtual reality gaming world. It seems to be suspending itself as more of a viable video game concept rather than just the gimmick that a lot of us feared it would be last year. So I'm really happy about that. Um, that was great. I gotta be honest, I didn't get through a heck of a lot more than that on Saturday. Uh, we did go and uh, have dinner over at Johnny Rockets. And uh, I got this weird thing when it comes to celebrities. Because I'm always running into people in the weirdest places. Uh, and Saturday, I had two of them. Why it keeps happening, I don't know. But I keep having these weird moments with celebrities. Uh, Ron Perlman, I met a few years ago in the bathroom at, uh, I think that was Wizard World Portland. Uh, that was one of the most terrifying moments of my life. Also, he is short. Like, I know I'm tall, but he is he is way shorter than I expected. Uh, at PAX this year, I ran into mall cosplay uh, in the bathroom, which is almost comical, to be honest, because... I mean, he pees like the rest of us. I, I don't know what else to go and say. I He walks up to the stall next to me. We both finish our business. We both go over to the sink at the same time and walk out of there. Men's bathroom etiquette is an amazing thing. I had the greatest bathroom conversation with him that any man ever could. And by that, I mean not a word was said between us and we completely ignored each other. It was awesome. Then at Johnny Rockets for dinner, which was a request by uh, Swan Song Creations, uh, we went to Johnny Rockets, which has been a steadfast convention... Uh, 
convention tradition for many years now, going back to 2006 SoccerCon. Well, who goes there after we get sat down? And I mean within about 10 to 15 minutes. Markiplier himself. Second time I met the guy. Second time I can't get an autograph because we're not... We're not going to be those assholes who go and ask for you to do all this stuff. You know, clearly he's done. He's had a long day. Uh, got autograph signings the next day. It's like, no, just we don't want to be that jerk. We don't want to be those people. Uh, but Swan Song Creations is a huge fan of him. And we did go and tell her, you should go over there and just give him a hug or something like that. And she did. She got a great picture with him. She was aglow the rest of the weekend. It was such a great moment to have. Uh, And I can go and say from the experiences I've had that he is actually as nice of a guy as he appears to be. He's He's just a nice guy. And I consider myself very lucky to have this weird celebrity thing because... I get to have experiences with them as people. I don't believe in idol worship, but I do like getting to see these people in a more real-world environment and how they treat her, uh, how they treat people. Markiplier, you are a class act, and I know you will never hear this podcast, but I just want to say thank you for treating our crew so well and for just being a genuinely good human being. Every time I've seen you, you're a great guy. So thank you so much, Mr. Markiplier. You rock. I suck. That's it. Uh, Anyway, uh, now that we're done with Markiplier, uh, where else can I go? Oh, yes. uh, After that, we uh, followed uh, Swan Song Creations up to... uh, God, I am forgetting all the names right now. This is really bad here. Uh, We followed her up to... uh, bit of a nerd bar uh just up the hill from where the homewood suites is uh there was a cosplay contest going on over there a little bit of confusion as to when it actually started um the room was hot air conditions were not good in the seattle market uh, there had been a lot of fires going on and though the ash is only starting to hit badly right now Air quality has been suffering for the last few days, and I actually got pretty violently ill and had to bow out before we were able to see her do her thing. Uh, She ended up taking third place in that cosplay contest. We are so proud of her, and I'm hoping to have her on here real soon so we can enjoy her company some more because she's she's good people. but because I felt ill and uh, because I did actually have some distress I needed to deal with, uh, ended up skipping on Sunday personally, which I am so bummed by because everybody else in the crew had a fantastic time. They got to play a ton of games. John the Mega McHugh was listed as an alternate for uh, the HP Omen Arena for an Overwatch tournament, which included a game called On a Paintball. Which they ended up going and winning. Him and the team that he was on an alternate uh, list for uh, ended up going and taking home the ultimate prize on there. That was freaking awesome. I wish I could have been there to see it. Uh, There are some pictures of this. I'll find out how to share those eventually. But that was great. It just seemed like everybody had such a great time on Sunday. And I'm sorry I wasn't there. 
Uh, thankfully, though, I was back on Monday, and we did as much as we could to go and round it out and to get as much done as possible. Uh, from checking out Moss on PlayStation VR uh, to playing a demo of Knack 2, which you can play now, apparently. I did not realize that at the time. Otherwise, I wouldn't have waited in line for it. Uh, <laughs> shame on me. Seriously, shame on me for that one. Uh, let's see here. What else? Uh, da, da, da. Uh, won some stuff from the Bethesda booth. Uh, they were really happy to go and give stuff away. They had this big prize wheel if you went and played several of their games. And I, I just don't even know what to say other than, dang, those guys knew on how to treat their fans. Uh, the swag bags were good. Uh, God, I'm, I'm, I'm becoming a mess here. It's almost 9 o'clock with me recording this. I know we're a day late already, but I was committed to getting this thing done. Um, I guess, I guess about the only thing I can go and say here is there were some really fun surprises this convention that I was not expecting to go and have. Uh, one of them was a game that I'll admit I only played because I wanted one of these trucker hats that they were going giving away, uh, the Amazing Eternals. It's basically like Overwatch, but set in the style of a 1950s sci-fi movie or comic book. It is a real treat to see. It is... It's a very... Yeah, I don't even know how to describe this. It, it's literally Overwatch with that aesthetic on there. And there is a bit more strategy to it because there's more alternate abilities that go and charge and cycle through as you're going uh, as you're going and playing the game. It's a little bit less linear in its gameplay than what Overwatch was. It was just a ton of fun. Everybody in my crew played it and all of us agreed we need to get that game. Um... I mentioned Monster Prom before. I am not into dating simulators, but my god, some of the language in that thing just caught my attention and just never let go. I uh, got a chance to go and play a uh, another uh, demo build of uh, Hello Neighbor. That was awesome. Uh, Hot Lava saw Funhouse playing it months ago. Had completely forgotten about the game. They had playable demos there, and that was freaking awesome. I, everything about that game just speaks to me. I don't know why, but I loved it. Quake Champions. Um, I broke the computer for Quake Champions. I'm very proud of that fact. Uh, <laughs> it's, not, it's not something you should be proud of, Rob. Why, why are you saying that? Oh my God, I am, I am so tired at this point. Ugh, don't, don't be a Rob, guys. Just do not be a Rob. Just, just never, never, ever be a Rob. Um... There's also a parenting simulator called Think of the Children, which might be one of the most morbid games I have ever played and also one of the most addicting. Um, that's another one of my top picks. Oh, God. Um, this was a great PAX. There were not as many AAA titles as there have been in the past, and it actually opened up for a lot more small developers, I think, to be able to utilize the space. And to be able to honestly bring me more into it. The only thing that was a little bit disappointing, and I understand why, 
uh, is that Nintendo did not have a great presence this year. I think largely because of the change over to the Switch and a lot of concerns over its potential success. The only thing that was really cool about them is they took over what used to be the Bioware base, because Bioware didn't show up this year, which was a little disappointing. But, um, you know, after Andromeda, I mean, is anybody really that surprised by it? They need to reassess and reevaluate, I think, a little bit as a company. But uh, they went and took over that area and ended up going and setting up a what they called uh, Nindy Arcade, where they just had a whole bunch of independently developed games that were being played on the Switch set up at different terminals around the room. Uh, we're giving away hats and pins. It was a very interesting thing that they were doing there. And something that really surprised me was, despite the Switch being such a new thing, you know, from its unveil to... Well, I mean, it now being one of the best-selling international consoles right now. Uh, still slaughtering Microsoft. God, God bless them. They just keep trying. Uh, despite all of that, I saw something kind of interesting, particularly in the indies area, is that there are a lot of games right now that are being developed for the Steam platform, for PC, and for Switch simultaneously. Uh, Sony's done a lot to go and court third-party independent developers. Uh, Microsoft made a big deal at E3 about uh, going and approaching that stuff and being very proud of their commitment to independently produce games. But it seemed like every other thing that I looked at that was being produced independently had a... Coming 2018, PC and Switch. Coming 2018, Steam, PlayStation, Switch. Despite not seeing a much or a much presence from Nintendo this time around, I got the feeling that they've really restructured and reassessed who they are and how to court people to develop on their consoles again. And I'm really excited to see where things go from there. I guess if there's one thing I took away from PAX this year, it's that there's a lot of promise in the video game industry right now in a very different direction than what we've seen the last couple of years. AAA titles are still big. They will continue to be big forever. But that's not what I saw everybody focusing on. I saw rich and unique gameplay experiences being the emphasis this time around. And I don't know. It's just... Kind of nice going and seeing more terminals where people were able to play games, where people were cycling through stuff faster. I never thought something like Quake that I would be in line for something like that, especially when there's prizes on the line, and be able to get through it in 20 minutes. That was really cool. I do wonder what the future of PAX is like, especially if... These big AAA titles don't end up having as big of an influence with fewer displays and whatnot as it becomes more and more of a trade show. But I'm excited to see on what comes next year. And I'm very grateful to have been able to go this year and hopefully be going back next year. I hope all of you guys have um, stuck with us. I'm sorry if this is a bit of a hard podcast, but... Work schedules have been crazy for a lot of us. Uh, Things are going to start getting easier now that we're into September. And to be honest, I just felt like it's time that we start doing the good that we wanted to do in the first place.
I've been feeling like we've been failing on that. And I just want to thank you guys for sticking with us. Zio has been a great departure, I think, from what we used to do. Um, and I know we're still struggling. We're having a hard time keeping the content fresh. But we're figuring it out. And I don't know. Things are just finally starting to feel good. And I hope you guys are enjoying it. Thanks for sticking with us. Uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube. We are working on getting those updated regularly and going and improving your experience. We are focused on going and getting some of the other shows that we've talked about off the ground. But most importantly, we're focused on the good and we want to thank you guys for being the good ones who are listening, who are taking this to heart, who are at least trying to enrich yourselves even when we do nothing to go and enrich your lives. But regardless, thank you so much for listening. Uh, like I said, CO's been great. I hope you guys are enjoying it. We will be back next week with a more regular uh, a more regular podcast. And I hope I hope you guys will join us for all that. Thank you so much. Have a good night. We are out.